Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her immediately, she stood up straight and began praising God. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Been doing a lot of painting lately. Not artwork painting. In our home, we have painted the kids' rooms upstairs, the hallway upstairs, the foyer downstairs, and just yesterday we finished painting the living room. And last week, to top all of that off, I painted my office. Feel free to come by and take a look. Tell me what you think. I don't enjoy painting as much as I do cutting grass. <laughs> but painting from time to time is necessary. And if you want to save a lot of money, you just do it yourself. You just do it yourself. So I've been painting a lot lately. Last week, I was doing all the preliminary work in my office to get ready to paint. I was going around to the four walls and I was finding the nail holes and the screw holes. And I was putting spackle on it. And I thought, my gosh, it was arduous work. There are so many little nail holes and, and screw holes. Of course, Dana is across the office from me and she was sitting at her desk and I yelled over to her, hey, hey, Dana, there's a lot of nail holes in, in these walls. Did Gates hang an art gallery in here? And she said, well, when was the last time that office was painted? And I thought, that's a very good point. I could probably blame Sylvia for some of these nail holes, maybe. Or if we want to go even further back, how about David Christian? Maybe he hung up some artwork in there. Maybe he hung up some stuff in his office and those holes are from him. So as you know, when you're painting, you have a lot of time to think to yourself. And so I was continually thinking about, about God. As the color of my office changed from a unpleasant beige-ish color, kind of like this in here, to a, uh, a more pleasant, aesthetically pleasing uh, color of, of green, as the scuff marks and the imperfections were painted away, I began thinking about God and how God is continually making old things new. God is continually working 
in our lives. God is continually working in the world around us. But so often we miss God's hand at work in our lives and in the world. We have to accomplish the next thing on our list. We have to get through that list by the end of the day. We have our cell phones and other iPads and tablets, so information is constantly coming at us. And so we tend to miss God's hand at work in the world and in our lives. But make no mistake, God is at work in the world and in our lives, making old things new, lifting up that which has been cast down, perfecting that which is imperfect, giving value to that which has been deemed invaluable. I remember when I was taking my tour of seminaries to decide where I would spend three years of my life, I went to the mountain, went to Sewanee, and hung out in a theology class there. And they were talking about how God is continually creating. We tend to think that God created the heavens and the earth as outlined in Genesis 1 and 2, and then God stopped. God has done nothing since then. But God is continually creating. God is continually doing things. God is continually healing, making the old new. God is continually healing in our lives and in the world. Jesus is teaching in the synagogue, and he sees a woman who we are told has been bound by Satan for 18 long years. She has stooped over. All she has seen for 18 years is the dirt that she walks on. All that she has seen for 18 years is the dust that has collected at her feet. She is unable to look up at a starry night sky. She is unable to look up at someone who is talking to her. What would take us a glance, a quick glance to see, she would really have to strain herself to look at. And she is noticed by Jesus. She is noticed by God. That is striking in this gospel lesson because This gospel lesson is unique to Luke. This gospel lesson is, this healing is unlike any other healing. She does not come to Jesus and ask for healing. She is resigned to her fate. She is going about her business, doing what she normally does. And God in Jesus Christ notices her. Just like God in Jesus Christ notices us, notices what healing we might need. Jesus lays hands on her and says, Woman, you are healed. She did not ask for it. Neither did anyone come up to Jesus and petition for her healing. We will often see that with healing stories. That someone comes to Jesus and says, My daughter is sick. Or someone is sick. Just say the words, Lord, and they will be healed. But we don't get that in this gospel lesson. What we get is God noticing This woman, God making the old new, God lifting up that which has been cast down, God perfecting that which was imperfect, God healing, God making things whole. 
What is healing? What is, what is healing? When I was doing CPE, which is a rite of passage for all Episcopal priests, it's clinical pastoral education. And you spend some time in a healthcare facility. Mine was Innova Fairfax Hospital, the largest hospital in Virginia. And so I was a chaplain there for a summer. You have to do at least one credit of CPE to be ordained in the Episcopal Church. So if you meet an Episcopal priest, ask them about CPE and see their reaction. It's a pretty grueling process. You're a chaplain in a healthcare facility, but likewise, you also have class time. And so that summer when I did my CPE residency, we talked about healing. What is healing? And to this day, I believe that healing is simply being made whole. Being made whole. But what we also talked about during this class time was, when is it appropriate to pray for healing? And there was a lot of debate and discussion on that. You know, there was a, some opinions that said, if someone is terminally ill, if they know they're going to die and you know they're going to die, is it appropriate to still pray for their healing? If someone is dying, if they are already taking their last breaths, is it appropriate to pray for healing? Yes. Yes. My opinion is that it is always appropriate to pray for healing. As we find out in today's gospel lesson, there is not a bad time for God to heal. Jesus does it on the Sabbath, and that leads to a little bit of controversy. Jesus always seems to choose the Sabbath to heal, creating controversy. There is no bad time for God's healing. There is no bad time for God to make us and others whole. Therefore, it is always appropriate to pray for healing. Because if we believe what we say, if we believe what we say, healing comes through death. Death is the ultimate healing. Because death means eternal life. Eternal life with Jesus Christ. Jesus tells us in John's Gospel, I go before you. I go and I prepare a place for you. And I will come myself. No one will come for me. No angels. I will come myself and I will take you to that place. That sounds like healing to me. That sounds like being made whole. And to me, that really sounds quite wonderful. Whatever needs healing in your life, God is working in you and God is working through you. God is continually making your old self new. God is taking that in your life, which is worthless, and is giving it value. God is taking that in your life, which has been cast down, and is raising it up. Those things in your life which are imperfect, God's healing is perfecting in you. God's healing is perfecting in all of us. God's healing is perfecting in all the world. God is in the business of healing, and he has no better clients than all of us. No better clients than all of us. God desires us 
to be healthy. God desires us to be one in the body of Christ. It is God who heals. It is God who makes whole. It is God who heals you. It is God who is continually making you whole. Amen.